Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, was trying the link, right? I was trying to get the link. Right? Let's start again. Let's start again. Let's start again. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ball. I'm Kali. And this week, I'm joined by Connor. Connor, what's happening? Hey, thanks. Uh, Big Paddy. Paddy, what's happening? What do you mean, live? <laughs> yeah, live. <Sorry>. What? <laughs> Uh, lads, we're watching the second leg of Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Uh, 2-0 to Real Madrid on aggregate so far. Uh, Chelsea have named a, I don't know, the most defensive team I've probably ever seen a Chelsea team have. Um, That's just because but, Chelsea can't score. Even their forwards are now defensive. Because they um, can't score. That's like, right. I, can't, I can't argue. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could argue, but I really can't. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I'll run through the teams real quick, lads. Right, so for Chelsea, it's Kepit and Goal, Chalabert, Thiago Silva, and Fofana as the back three. Reese James and Kukurea as the wing backs. Ingolo Kante, Enzo Fernandez, and Kovacic in the middle with Gallagher sitting in front. Apparently, I don't think that's actually happening. But, and uh, Kai Havertz. It actually looks, looking at it here, it actually looks like Kante is sitting in the number ten role. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. And for Real Madrid, Real Madrid have Thibaut Courtois and Goal. Ka- Caraval, right back, Militao, Alaba, and Camavinga. Then you have Valverde, Modric, and Cruz in the middle with Vinicius Jr., Benzema, and Rodrigo up top. So, lads, I suppose we usually do the score predictions kind of halfway through, but I'll get score predictions on this game straight away. Connor, what do you think is going to happen in this game? And do you think Chelsea have a chance? Please, do you think we have a chance? You have a chance of maybe winning this game. Of this game. Not, not the tie. They're not winning the tie. Um... I think Chelsea have loaded the midfield because they couldn't handle the, the, the tree in the middle against Madrid in the uh, the first leg. So that's probably what they were trying to fucking load them out of the game. But um, I think Chelsea will score and then you'll have your tail up and you'll be fucking delighted giving it loads. And then about 72 minutes in, Modric is going to kill the game and uh, equalise and is going to finish one off. Very precise. Uh, Paddy, what do you think? Yeah, no, I just think Madrid will be a very professional performance. Uh, they'll keep it tight the whole game and they'll nick a goal. I think it'll be 1-0 to Madrid. Oh, lads. You know, I'm just going to I'm gonna have to just go with it. I'm going to say Chelsea are going to win 2-0 and we're going to win on Panos. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be magical. <laughs> and look, you have to be confident. If you can't be confident, then just fake it till you make it at least. So uh... <laughs> If that happens, you can guarantee I won't be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, oh, look, look, I have I... to say, look, look, sorry, just b- before you go on, looking at this Chelsea side now, the way they brought in Potter just reminds me of when United brought in Moyes. And now the way they're signing players, the way it's being run, it's just, you know, there's going to be 10 years of sorrow for you now. I'm sorry, but there is. The, the, the Abramovich era is over and you're in for a lot of pain. But do you think, like, do you not think that we have a lot better players than you had? Like, we actually we have... won the league. We had just won the league. Yeah, but I mean, you had Fergie, you know, like he's he makes up a lot of that, you know. Look, go back and look at that side that we had. We won the league by 13 points, actually. Anderson is a very underrated centre midfielder, okay? And I won't have anybody tell me any, anything else. Raphael and Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vidic, Van Persie, Rooney. Okay. Well, hey, I got all world beaters, can I say? Yeah. Well, with them, you know. And then you're saying, oh, we, well, look, yeah, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> right, he got confused at Sunday. I know, I confused was himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's no, the man. argument against? <laughs> I, I, I think I fought me and I just completely like defeated myself there. Uh, <laughs> lads, we're gonna jump on to the first thing, which is the football review. Yeah, of course, the first fucking match we have to go on to is Real Madrid and Chelsea. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. Lads, I, like, I was I was giving it the large one in the fucking, in the WhatsApp group. Connor, sorry, uh, Paddy, not not the, the beyond the ball one, but a different one. But um, I was saying the whole game that Reese James and Chilwell or, or, were, uh, were having stinkers. And what does Chilwell go and do? Absolute donkey. The chap is an absolute donkey. Every time he got the ball, he gave it away. It didn't look like he was arsed. And ugh, I don't know what it is. And people have been saying that Kukurea was off. Like, fair enough, you could say Kukurea was at fault for the goal because he was out, or sorry, for the sending off because he was out of position and Chilwell was trying to cover him. 
But like a better defender just gets around and just like makes it doesn't have to pull them down and just where's the confidence in your keeper? Just let him go and have a shot. Like you're getting yourself sent off and you you run the risk of having to play against fucking ten men for however it was at half an hour or whatever. And against a Real Madrid team, like again with ten players, it's very fucking difficult. It's very difficult with eleven players as it is. But I was saying that all game, Chilwell was fucking shocking, and that summed it up for him. He didn't look arsed. He wasn't bothered. And he just made that stupid tackle, probably not giving a fuck. And then he puts an Instagram post on, which he was probably told to do by his PR team, and say, I had a sleep on it, and I'm sorry. I don't know what you're fucking sleeping on, because you should be instantly sorry after getting sent off. So I don't know why you had to have a sleep about it. Um, well, it was... I'm sorry. Tell, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I feel like you should be lying down, Collie. And yeah. you should be just taking notes. Someone listen. take notes, please. <laughs> Somebody just fucking take notes here, right? I'm going to... Hold on a second. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was just it was just coming the whole game, and I'm gonna say it. Chilwell hasn't been the same since he came back from that injury, and for me, Kukurea is a better option. And I know for whatever reason, Kukurea keeps getting played left of a center tree, which doesn't make sense. Potter was doing it, and it didn't make sense. And then Lampard came in, and for some reason, did it. Now I don't know whether he did it because the familiarity for Kukurea in that position. Maybe that was it, but it doesn't make sense to have a fucking five foot nothing uh, left back playing center of a tree. Like he's not going to win any headers. Like he's fair enough, he'll get around, cover a tackle. He's not going to win any headers. So I don't see why he was there. Um, other than that, lads, Chelsea, same old story. Played actually half decent, couldn't, couldn't score a goal and can't score a goal for the fucking life. Uh, Collie's oh, he's stopped. He's stopped. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> he's stopped. 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 He's and oh, okay. that they can score two else. Why is Kava just going back to there? trying to stop you talking shit. I was like, all right, we're just freezing now because he's talking crap. <laughs> we're sick well, of listening to him whining on. Fucking hell, shut up. Lads, did you watch? Fuck's sake. You know, I just, I just, this is supposed to be my safe place where I can come and I can talk about Chelsea and I can say how I really feel and you're supposed to accept it, but you don't, right? You don't when accept Chelsea it. are playing like this, this is the place where I come as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lads, what did you think of the first leg? Did you just were you surprised by the result? Connor, no. maybe come to you first. Sorry, <laughs> no, Paddy's not been there. Go on, Paddy, continue on to your no, that, that's all I have. no, <laughs> no, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, what did you think? Two balls in the pitch, ref. <laughs> Paddy, um, else to add to that now. <laughs> oh, <that's shit. laughs> on. Paddy, I don't know whether you know this. This is a podcast. People want to listen to your oh, opinions right, sorry, Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you're talking about the sending off and you don't understand some of the reasoning why the players are doing what they're doing. It's because none of the squad have any confidence. Absolutely zero oh. confidence. They got Frankie, Frankie Lampard back. Um, they thought you might get the new manager bounce. That's gone already. Um, and that, this is a major just giving you... Well, it, I'm happy to see it. But... Uh, it's just not one of them players have any confidence whatsoever. Um, and Kante is not the one you want that, that ball falling to there. Um, oh, fuck am I watching. A fucking five-yard sitter and the cunts hit it wide. It's a, it's, you bought it. I know, 14 yards, maybe, or whatever it was. <laughs> fucking Jesus. Well, look, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't actually watch the game because I, I'd rather watch paint dry than watch Chelsea at the moment. I'm only watching it right now because I'm doing the podcast. Um, but, yeah, no, Madrid, we said we were going to go through, or I was saying they were going to go through the whole time. You are living in fucking disbelief land and thinking that they're going to win the Champions League. They might go through the competition, but actually win the Champions League. I was uh, before the match going to put 20 euro on them to win it and I think they were like 18 to 1 or something. Tonight? No. Uh, do you know what? I should have had a look tonight. I didn't have a look. <laughs> but before, sorry, before the match I think they were like 18 to 1 or something to win the whole competition. Yeah. So is, is that enough? I, like I, I had to really struggle there to 
think about stuff to say about the match. Yeah, right, we'll move on, we'll move on. Right, you'll see, we'll see your pair cup when your Man United's announced. Come back to me when you're talking about United, will you? <laughs> now, what did you think the first leg? Um, professional from Madrid. Obviously, the sending off helped him, but I think he's is the lesser of two evils. He's like, if you go 2-0 down, if the game's then buried anyway. Um, instead, if we could maybe hold on to a 1-0 down to 10 men and see what happens. Um, but it didn't matter anyway because it went 2-0 regardless. But um, I think Madrid needed that second goal. I think with with the one goal going back, it would have been, I think, a, a completely different tie here. But the professional team, they know how to kill the game. They did against Liverpool. Obviously, they had a bigger cushion going to Anfield than they do now. But you could see them. They killed the game. They took the tempo of the sting out of the game, really. They're just a professional outfit, really. I don't think they're the, they haven't got the best, like, they have quality, obviously, but if you're looking at squad to squad, they're not the highest quality team, I don't think, in on the paper. competition. On paper, on they paper, don't they? Really, like... Yeah. But it's they've obviously played with each other for a long time. They have the, the bit of experience in the middle and the the pace it would with Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. So it's uh, it's professional. They won the game. They did what they had yeah. to do. And I can't see them having an issue here now. Modric, one of the best midfielders of all time. Where would you put him in, no, like, in no, terms no, of no. top three? Nah, no. <laughs> even Duffy no, all of a sudden no, has joined no, the podcast. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> Bill, 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 why did I tell you, Bill? Uh, not of all time now. That's a bit of a fucking stretch, but, like, very good. Um, five, six, of, his era, of his era. Of his era, he definitely is. Yeah, I don't know about, like, all time. Um, yeah, I suppose he's up there. Like, he, like One of the most decorated he's... European players of all time. Yeah, well, he'd have to be on Asian Street. Yeah, yeah, fucking, was it Gail? Gail Platt. Like, what's he won? Fucking, many Champions Leagues? Five? Is he, was he there for five? Five or six. Five. It's five. five or six. Either way, like, that. that's unbelievable. Look, yeah. when and he, he played was, for Spurs. I know, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the most surprising thing, is that we've had a, a really successful footballer that was playing for Spurs. But, like, Spurs I was... Spurs the same and Gail at the same time, and they still couldn't win anything. Yeah, well, look, that's typical Spurs being Spurs there, Van, isn't Van it? Van der Vaart. Yeah, I'm Van der Vaart, what a player. But uh, I was I was fucking praying that Chelsea, because Chelsea were heavily linked with Modric at one stage. Um, don't know when it, I don't know whether it was from signing them from Spurs or whether he had made the move to Madrid. But Chelsea were seriously linked with buying him, and I was like, oh, please, get him. He's exactly what we needed. But obviously, fucking, he's had a much better career at Real Madrid, so I don't think he's made the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him now. We could really use him. Um, so, Connor, anything else to add to that first atrocious fucking leg for Chelsea? No, but just one thing about Madrid as well. And some people had said that he was stuffed and then buried is like Tony Cruz. Like he's either signing yeah. another four year deal now last week for yeah. Real Madrid to keep, to keep him there till, sorry, three year deal, keep him there till 2026. So it's like he was fucking washed out two years ago and now all of a sudden he's back in the form of his life. So it's just. To have the two older boys in there and have the legs of Valverde, probably like the best midfield three going at the moment in the world. Except for Enzo, uh, Kante and Kovacic. I'm, go- I'm, go- I'm just going to throw it out I'm, there. I think. And Conor Gallagher and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> yeah, we see you have to, like, the, you know, it's like you have to take the bad with the good as well, like, you know, so. Um, yeah, all right, but then we'll move on. Uh, Paddy might perk up here now when we, we mention the next one. Well, maybe he won't. Yeah! <laughs> Manchester United 2 and Sevilla 2 Paddy Manchester Paddy... United 4 they didn't yeah. score <laughs> yeah. you're right score, they didn't yeah. score yeah. Paddy can you tell me why Eric Ten Hag is starting to lose this dressing room can you tell me why it that's won the weekend yeah I know yeah you're gone shy <laughs> go on tell us what happened well, that's here what right you, you very rarely see United having two bad games in the bounce now which like last season season before was a regular occurrence but the mistakes are still being made. It's not a perfect team coming from last season, which you know we always knew it wouldn't be. But to get uh, that game the weekend against Forest, which we'll talk about, uh, like last season, we definitely would have been losing that, especially with the injuries we have, with the way we played in Europe during the week. That you wouldn't have been able to lift the players again, but we did. In terms of this game, I think what might have happened was he was getting a bit of criticism about Rashford's injury and whether he's overplaying players so I think when we went 2-0 up he changed things a bit too early and when he made those changes then we just lost our momentum and two silly silly goals uh, we were down to 10 men for the last 20 minutes 
when Martinez went off, he's out for the rest of the season. Big, big loss for us. Um, Varane went off as well. And then Slabhead came in, which, to be honest with you, I'm actually feeling a, bit, a little bit sorry for him now because he came in, that own goal, like, oh, so it was just calamitous. Like, um, Then the weekend he comes in and he was very wobbly at the start of the Forest game. But they came through, got the clean sheet. Now, now I'm seeing clips of Anthony not celebrating him with him after the win and stuff. And, uh, I felt bad when I seen that. I did. So did I. Um, that's not on. And considering he's the captain of the club as well, um, I hope that um, that that's knocked on the head straight away because respect uh-huh. should be given, um, irrespective of how you feel about a player, you know, especially to the captain. But there's yeah, never but, really but, been, there's never really been any kind of. Um, Unprofessionalism from Harry Maguire, except for the the quality of play, like, but like, <laughs> you know, like except for his ability and his no, talent. No, not, no, I think but, not. He, if there's a few times where he hasn't taken, um, the blame for the mistakes yeah, he's been maybe. making, you know, he, he talks shit as in like, you know, I'm doing well for England, I'm doing this and all, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't admit to saying, okay, I'm I'm having a, a bad run of form here, you know, I'm gonna make things better or whatever. He just blind, uh, how how would you say? Fucking idiocy, really. You know, he's just yeah. being a bit stupid, to be honest. You're not being able to admit to when he's going wrong. Um, and it looked really bad from a PR perspective. Um, and being a captain of Manchester United, if he, for that long of a run to be not playing well, um, you, you just you can't be there anymore. And I can just see him being sold down the summer. Absolutely. I suppose the only unprofessional thing was when he battered your man over in fucking Greece. That was the only thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, head him. So, were you overall, were you happy with how Manchester United play and you think you were unlucky or do you think Sevilla did no. deserve it? Oh, no, no, they, they deserve something. We'd be true away. Like, and, well, in terms of we were unlucky with the injury because we had yeah. no subs left then. But again, this was... <sighs> about, you get five of them to make, though, Paddy. You can make it's four so, subs. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it, was, it was bad management by Ten Hag for... Oh, for oh you heard it here. Paddy wants Ten Hag out. He wants him out. <laughs> Clipped it. <laughs> no, I, I do think that the, the criticism about overplaying players when, when Rashford getting injured did have an element of uh, why he did make all the changes like just after halftime. Um, we no one left to come on. And uh, it was, it was, yeah, unfortunate. But we're still in the game. It's two all. I definitely think, considering how Ericsson done the weekend, um, Ericsson, we don't, we don't have Fernandez, we don't have um, Martinez. We probably won't have Varane. So it'll be tough to go there and win. But looking at Sevilla in the first half. They're not the team they used to be in this competition. Um, and I do think we can get a result over there. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tricky, like over in Spain. It's not. It's, I know that Sevilla, oh, aren't well. having, Sevilla aren't having the best season in the world. I think they were sitting 13th or so the last I checked. They're like 13th or 14th. Yeah. yeah. Well, got it's new like manager a, as well. Manager got yeah, and everything. It's not, um, it's not a great look for, for you know, not being able to beat them. But then, look, you, you be fucking Barcelona, so who are sitting top of that league. So, it's, you know what I mean? It's. Everything yeah. to look, play look for, it was yeah. just one of those days. At the, like, we should, uh, after the first 20 minutes, I was thinking we're going to win this four or five nil. Mm. Um, and that's what we were playing like we should have. Yeah. But Ten Hag made those changes, which took the momentum completely away from the game. One or two decisions got their players going, especially Anthony with the left back, I think it was the severe left back. Um, and it just gave them a little bit of fight, a little bit of hope. And then the two own goals, calamitous from a uh, yeah, from United. So, look, they just have to make up for it now next Thursday. Connor, did you have a look at this game? What did you think? Were you, were you kind of laughing at uh, Manchester United's misfortunes there? <laughs> I, only saw the, I only saw the second half of the game, but uh, I had seen some of the clips on TikTok from like Mark Albridge and stuff who had said at 2-0, we could play this game until the end of the season and Sevilla won't score. <laughs> so the fact that they scored <laughs> look, twice. Technically, they didn't, you know. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't uh, wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like... You couldn't have wrote the, the second goal. They couldn't have wrote it for a fucking anybody else to score. A header that was going out for a throw-in that hit him in the head to go into the bottom corner. Like you can't write that shit. Like that's you have to have a massive goal. head for that to happen. You do have to have a massive head, but yeah, it's not what you would have wanted at home. I thought instead of making his changes, I don't know why he doesn't kill the game, and then all of a sudden you doesn't really have to worry about the second leg as much. 
kill the game off. We see it out at 2-0, 3-0, could have been 4. Um, and then the second leg, you can start from there, probably with an FA Cup final, maybe coming up on over the hill as well. That gives you a chance to go and rest, but he has no option now but to, to go all guns blazing with the best 11 he has. Only saving grace is that the, the away goals don't really count anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a kind of on goals count for double paddy, so they're actually four two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a header. A header usually counts for two. So that, I don't know. Yeah. These are technically six two now, buddy. You know they're definitely getting red arsed. Paddy, a couple of things that I suppose um, from talking to a few United fans outside of obviously the podcast, um, people are getting a lot more happier with how the likes of Anthony and stuff are and that are performing. Are you finding? He's been a bit more effective now in the last couple of games. He might not be well. I suppose did he score? He scored the weekend, didn't he? Scored and an assist the weekend against Forest. His performances have been much better than he's been kind of given at the start of the season. He hasn't scored since the third game of the season. Yeah, no, he's been getting a lot better. Um, climatizing to the Premier League, it does take players a while sometimes. You can see, you know, what I want to see him going down on the his right channel sometimes because he yeah, always yeah. wants to cut in on so the left inside. and take yeah. that shot. Um, but it works a lot of the time. He's a really, really good left foot. Um, frustrating because you can see rather than him taking a shot, he could be playing someone in to get a goal. So a little bit of maturity needs to come in there. Um, but a goal and an assist the weekend, um, it's, it's a definite improvement. He's been, you know, involved in a good few goals recently. So, uh, yeah, happy with his progress so far. Um, hopefully he, and he's, he's, he's actually works hard as well in terms of tracking back. So which yeah. which was I think one of the reasons Ten Hag brought him in as well. Eighty five million is look nobody's worth that. Um, they they overpaid by a massive amount for him there, but um, look, he is like you pay what you pay. Um, he's starting to put in some good performances now. Uh, he's only young. Him and Sancho, I think, could be the future of United on the left and the right. Mm. Um, the two of them are only twenty one. So uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Happy, the other thing, up. sorry, the, the one other thing that you you kind of you touched on there was the the bad management by Ten Hag and the lack of rotation in the squad, and obviously that one game for one game. Yeah, yeah, and people, but people like kind of claiming that that could be um, that could be like the downfall of of um, you know, it's, sorry, I'm not reading something there. That's that can't be true. Um, it's not true, Collie. Don't worry. But I just want to interject, Collie. Um, Olivier Giroud has missed a penalty for AC Milan away from Napoli in the other uh, in the other tie. Fair enough. Uh, Dylan McCartan is coming on. Said one 0 Real Madrid and Chelsea red card. I don't know whether he's he's talking about that. Could be his score prediction for this game. I think it's Um, a score prediction. I've I've checked that hasn't happened. So okay, fair enough. Uh, Now, Paddy, what I wanted to touch on was the the, you're you're saying about the squad rotation, but not being able to maybe have the players to bring on. Is that an actual problem that United have that the squad depth at the moment isn't there? He has a really good 11, but possibly not a good kind of 16 or 18 squad of players. Are you happy no, with this I, I think there? I think you would have seen in a lot of games this season that he's made some really, really good substitutions. We've scored, our, our substitutes have scored more goals in the Premier League than any other team. Um, so I think, no, I, th- I think we do have a bit of depth there at, the, at this present moment. We don't. What? Give us a lend one, will you? <laughs> 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 embarrassing. Um. Yeah. No. I. I don't think that's an issue. Uh, I do think there'll be a bit of a recycling job over the summer in terms of getting a, f- a few heads out. Um, and getting a few people in. Definitely the striker. Um, and a centre back. I think. Um, because Varane hasn't got that long left him. I think he's a bit unreliable in terms of his fitness. Um. But yeah. All in all, happy enough. Okay. Very fair enough. A few, uh, few clips there for you, Cully. Doesn't trust Ten Hag. Um. Varane has passed it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of negativity, and what I'm, and what I'm going to do now is clip Paddy, Paddy saying ten hag out, and that's that's what <laughs> I'm going to do, and and people are going to hate you for it, and it's going to be hilarious. Uh, lads, move on to the next one. We get off uh, Man City or Man United for now. Oh, we have to go on to this one. Uh, Chelsea and fucking Brighton. Um, lads, do you know when like? Oh, here we go. Another twenty minutes of fucking whinging. You know when you just there's one thing that you want on your birthday, right? And it's just to have a good day. This is PG right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll say that now. Uh, but you just want to have a good day where nothing goes wrong, and 
could Chelsea do that for me? No. Right? They couldn't just give me one fucking thing. And all I wanted for my birthday was three points. And they couldn't fucking give me. That's not all you want for your birthday. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. If someone had said to me, you can have a new set of golf clubs. You can have a new set of golf clubs or you can have Chelsea winning a Stamford Bridge three points and they're back, baby. I'd have said, we're back, baby. And I'd have taken them three points. And then I would have went out and bought myself. And then I would have got myself some golf clubs to celebrate. But like, all I wanted was a fucking happy birthday, and I didn't fucking get it because Chelsea are shit, and they're about to concede here, and it's okay because they got away with it. But all I wanted was a fucking happy birthday, lads, and I wanted three points, and we couldn't get it. Um, like I don't even know. Like, did you see the goal they scored against us? The second goal. Like, for fuck's sake, could you give us a break? Like, what team scores that? Team score that type of goal against us every fucking week. And I don't know how to even fucking stop that anymore. Like, we keep saying it's it's unlucky and unlucky, and I keep hearing that it's unlucky. We played well, we played well. We have to fucking start scoring because it's fucking embarrassing not scoring goals. I could put me up front and I'd probably do better. Do you know what? Put fucking Baddy Ashiel up front. He's a fucking six foot four giant. And he's not getting a game in centre-back. He'll win a few headers. He might score a header. That'd be a better option. You can have the Austrian sausage if you want. <laughs> you know what? I'd, fucking, I'd fucking take him. Sorry. No, you wouldn't. Dylan McCartney. Call you the only eye. It's all right. Cry on his birthday. Does he have a cake? No, and I did get a cake as well. And that kind of cheered me up a little bit. But still, like, I want the fucking three points. That was all I wanted. Um, Lads, did you see the game? What's your thoughts on the game? Paddy, like... What did Chelsea need? What did he need to do? Give me some positivity. <laughs> a time machine to go back to Abramovich era and then uh, tell Putin not to bomb the Ukraine so he can stay at Chelsea and everything will be right with the world for you. But Where's the force that's not to happen? The Americans are coming in. <laughs> USA, USA, USA. And he's are screwed now. Absolutely screwed. He's really are. I'm sorry. But 10 years of fucking pain and suffering. Can Nagel, I just say Nagel, Nagel, Nagel's man's gonna come in and you're gonna think, oh yeah, he's the man and all, and he'll fucking win nothing. And he'll can I just say, right? If fucking Todd Bowley took managerial advice off James Corden to bring back Frank Lampard, I will personally go over <laughs> and I'll assassinate him. Right? You can fucking <laughs> clip it. I'll assassinate him if that is true. There's no oh. way I believe that he took fucking like I've heard it from everybody that he took. A fucking advice from James Corden, who, by the way, is a fucking West Ham fan, and he, apparently he was the one he was the one that told them to get Frank Lampard back. So look, Jeez, I don't know that's, if that's true that's or not. Ridiculous. It's not something I want to uh, I want to believe. But also, he did think that we automatically qualified for the Champions League, and I don't know if that's true or not as well. There's a lot of stuff that I'm hearing that I don't know is true, and to be honest with you, I'm quite okay, embarrassed. Perfect. I'm I'm very embarrassed that we we have an American owner at the moment. And does Connor, what did you think of this game? Um, yeah, it was a little epoxy, wasn't it? It's <laughs> it's the one game. It's the one game that Kepa played well, and the rest of the team couldn't get him fucking three points. So it was a a weird change for him, especially I'd say. Score, like score, Scott. You're three yards in front of the goal. Fucking Mad score. He's 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 it's okay. Outside. Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, so it's the one day your goalkeeper tries to give you a dig out when the rest of the team fall apart. So it's uh, not falling in line with them at the moment. Ooh. Chelsea won't get an Anglesman, uh, Davis says. Controversial. Anglesman are, are uh, Enrique. Both of them are lined up to come in. I'd, personally, I'd take Enrique. I think he suits the squad more, but um, I don't know. I'd take you to uh, James Corden once. <laughs> uh, right. Um, do you want to add anything else to this fucking calamity? No. Okay. Um, oh, well, do you know what? Someone said. Someone said to me on uh, on TikTok, if this was half a season, you'd be in a relegation battle. I'm like, yeah, me fucking my uncle had ball should be me auntie. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck he does, off. He does, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want anybody knowing though. <laughs> Um, right, lads, the next one Man City 3, Leicester 1. Uh, lads, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the two games with Arsenal and West Ham as well. Arsenal 2, West Ham 2. Um, Arsenal have bottled it, absolutely bottled it. 
and it's beautiful to watch. If there was nothing that cheered me up that day, it was was that the same day? It's the next day, wasn't it? Anyway, the weekend it was Arsenal just bottling the league, and it was it was a thing of beauty. Uh, Connor, what do you think? Do you think they've royally completely fucked it now, or do you think it all still comes down to that game against Man City? I mean, it's out of their hands, so. Again, we talk about the running that Arsenal have compared to City's running and their fucking polar opposites that Arsenal yeah. have in United, Chelsea, City, Newcastle still to be played, still to play, and City having none of them, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so their polar opposite runnings. I do actually think now that it sets up for Arsenal to actually take points at the Etihad um, because they go in pretty much as the underdogs. I think that's where they probably prefer to be. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I could see them probably getting points in that game, but not enough to, to stop City rolling to address their games, to be honest. Um, I think that'll be the only game that City have left that they'll drop points in. Do you think Arsenal's squad depth is an issue? I think the, the squad depth in regards to quality of player is there, but I don't think they have the experience needed in there. Like when we talk about Salidia being now injured and he's being replaced by Holding, who is a good defender in his own right, but definitely needs somebody alongside him to actually guide him through games. I think yeah. that's where it's really missing. Even if you go and you look at a more experienced defender who doesn't have the same quality or ability just to come in, just to kind of direct traffic. I think that's where they're really missing because the squad is so young and inexperienced. Um, and they're, they're suffering with those injuries um, more than other teams would. Paddy, what do you reckon? Do you reckon they've blown it? Um, yes, because I'm looking at the run-in as well. Arsenal definitely have a harder run-in. Um, the only way they could turn it around is if they get a result against City. If they can beat City, I think that could be the confidence booster they need. But I, I, that that's a massive, massive game. And I think it could be a title decider. Um, I think if City win it, they'll go on and win the league. If if Arsenal can win that game, they, they will go on and win the league. It's as it's simple as that. Yeah, and I, where I do you think, think where do you think City are going to drop points? Because P, P City are going to have to drop point more points than that to to win the league. Or no, lose the league. Arsenal beat them; they'll still win the league and do win all Arsenal the games. Arsenal beat them. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Controversial. I thought there were four. I thought there was another point in it. Oh, I'm counting. I'm there counting. Four sorry, points, four points for Arsenal though. If Arsenal win the game against City. They'll go on and win the league. Arsenal are four points clear and City have a game in hand. So City will be one point behind them. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking I'm thinking when they were level on points, I was thinking about that fucking, uh, the goal difference as a point. Um, oh. So, um, the, sorry, the Arsenal... <laughs> the league. And Chelsea are third. Chelsea are, Chelsea not top of the league, no? Chelsea aren't in the... <laughs> I thought Chelsea were challenged for the league. Uh, lads, Haaland, we have to talk about this absolute monstrosity of a man. Um, I don't think it's fair that he's allowed. I think in fairness, <laughs> it's like a cheat code, isn't it? He is a fucking absolute cheat code. And I think fair play to Pep because he's playing fair. He's letting like he's letting him only have 45 minutes. And I think that's fair on everybody else because if he stayed on for a full 90 minutes, it would be fucking outrageous the amount of goals that he's getting. And I was saying it to one of the lads during the week that um, I think they have him in his fancy and they were moaning that he's not playing the 45 or the full 90 minutes and I was thinking right if Pep didn't keep doing that would he score his goals as early or would he not score as many thinking that he's going to not play the 90 minutes do you know what I mean Is he gonna, I like... think Pep takes him off to make him angry so yeah. then the next game he comes on and he's that's why he's there fucking banging him in the first half because he's trying well, to prove Pep... a point Pep came out and said that he doesn't want them breaking Messi's record. Now, don't ask me why it's, your yeah, manager maybe. would say that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. 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 It just doesn't make sense why your manager would say that. And I, I, I get why he does take him off, because job done, it's, it's like a fucking prostitute. You, you get what you want from him, then tell him to fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what <laughs> you, you could have made any other analogy, but you made a prostitute <laughs> one. Well, look, that was the one that made sense. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's a different fucking breed of human and a different breed of striker. And there's not, I don't think there's any other striker that's as good as him. Uh, lads, I'm going to ask you as a question, and you're entitled to your opinion here. If I could offer you now Haaland or Mbappe, which one do you take for your team? Think about your situation, your team, who benefits your team more. For Liverpool, it's Haaland all day. You've already got Mo Salah, 
Diaz, Jota, Nunez, Gakpo, wide players. Yeah. Give a fucking front man in the game. Nunez is like a mascot or something. Like, why? <laughs> 15 goals. 15 yeah. goals this season. I would, I would actually kill for a Nunez if I'm just going to throw it out there. I wouldn't mind having Nunez. Yeah. <laughs> That's how desperate I am at the moment. <laughs> Paddy, who would you have? What's happened to you, Collie? Fucking I'd, hell. I'd take anything. <laughs> Paddy, it's desperation at Jesus this day. It's embarrassing. Fucking hell. Who um, would you take, Paddy? Who would I take? I don't know. I honestly don't know because, like, we're now watching Holland, you can see he's proven in the Premier League. The only one caveat about Mbappe is, you know, can he could he do it in the Premier League? Um, what he's doing at PSG. Uh, age wise, I think to fit the profile of United, the way they play, the front line, uh, the way we play on the counter a lot, it could be that Mbappe would be more useful. Um, Right, gun against me head right now, Holland. Yeah, I'd have to say Holland. Yeah, okay, I, I agree with that decision. Um, lads, will we move off the Arsenal and West Ham? Covered that. Um, next one, Forest and Man United. Pad- Paddy, you're back up again. Look at what the eyes are out Talk to us about this. Uh, this performance and the results. We're happy overall. Yeah? Um, yeah, Harry Maguire wobbly at the start of the game, um, <clears throat> but the ten Hagira, I think it's a, it's an indication of the difference he's made in the team. Where yeah, we we fucked up against Sevilla, um, but we did not allow that fuck up to continue. And a lot of people said it to me: the injuries, everything else. You know, United are going to slip here, banana skin. Um, and looking at the other results from the weekend as well, we nearly could have afforded to have a bad result. Um, with the injuries and that we that we had, but now we we got the three points and we capitalised on the the other teams around us dropping points, which was good to see. Um, solid performance, Anthony goal and assist. Um, the, the, another injury at the start though before the game, which was Sabitzer. Um, still don't know the extent of that injury. I'm hoping that he can come back in for the Sevilla game. Um, but all in all, yeah, very positive performance, even to have. Lindelof and Maguire at centre back and get a clean sheet. It was was very positive considering Knott's Forest do really go at you. Really, really go at you. Um but yeah, we, we managed the game very well. Fernandez gets a break now against Sevilla. Um because he's suspended. But yeah, very happy with the results. Um look we look in a more commanding position now for the Champions League spot, so all's good. Yeah, I think I think fucking spores are really fucking themselves over with this one, aren't they? Like they, it's like they just don't want it. I would Chance love Villa to see. Sneak in. What? Chance Villa could sneak in. Mm, good evening. I would actually love to see. Um, I'd, I'd love to see Villa or else Newcastle get it. Like it's uh, something different. Like you know, it's not not two teams that we've had in a while. <laughs> Champions Surprising like. result for Newcastle, wasn't it? Yeah. Look, I always t- I still think that Newcastle are. Look, they're they're having an unbelievable season. They probably might get Champions League, but I always feel like they're still beatable. They're still a beatable team. Like, and I don't know what that is. I don't know whether it's just fucking maybe their previous years, and you kind of don't expect them to always be that strong team. Like, but yeah, I mean the the league doesn't lie. They're 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 up there thereabouts in Champions League spots, so they're having a great season. But I still always think they're liable for a fucking catastrophic result like that one that they had. So, um. A little bit of damage into their to their Champions League hopes, but um, Connor, what do you think? Do you think sticking on the kind of the Newcastle thing? Who, what way do you see the top four finishing? Just before you say, just, just, just to give you a quick rundown, uh, United are on fifty nine points and played thirty games. Newcastle are on fifty six points and played thirty games. Spurs have played thirty one games and have are three points behind, so fifty three points. And Villa have played 31 games and have 50 points. So essentially, they're six points behind Newcastle and have played a game more. I think it's United, New- I think it's United Newcastle. Saying that, obviously, Newcastle still have to play Arsenal. I think Newcastle and Spurs will have to play in the running as well, which could be a big one. Um, but yeah, it's Newcastle's to lose. United They've been up there all Spurs. season. United Spurs next Thursday. I don't, I don't fancy Spurs to do anything against United anyway, but just... I think two, two of those could come up against each other to be a, a tasty game, but Newcastle have been there all season. There's no reason why they shouldn't be there come the end of the season, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a 
great first. Well, are we going to call this their first? Is this the first season since the takeover, or is this kind of the first full season? First full season yeah. of, of of takeover, and you have to admit, fair fucks them. Like they're doing really, really well. Like after that, like Chelsea, we seen it with. Oh, Eddie Howe, what a, what a manager. And to be honest with you, I know like he's probably one of them that would, would have probably fallen into the same category as Potter maybe two or three years ago um, with that kind of potential manager that has really good potential that, that could yeah. do something. And you, you just don't know what way it works out. But like that's – he's nearly done what he'd done at fucking Bournemouth where like he's just got a squad and he's really built them and – has them playing a certain way, and he's and he's done that. Yeah, and he's done that with Newcastle. And there wasn't as much pressure as obviously the likes of Potter would have had with doing yeah. it, trying to do it at Chelsea. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what way it's going to go for the last couple of couple of weeks. And I think this game will be massive for Newcastle. But I'm talking about the Spurs and United game will be massive for Newcastle. But Spurs or Newcastle really need to get a result to fucking capitalize on it. They have to. If there's gonna be drop points dropped, they need to fucking get three points, and there can be no, no other result for them to guarantee um, top four. Sorry, we're just looking at a break here from Real Madrid. Oh, thank God. Um, right, anything else to add for this, uh, Connor? Yeah, just United bash Forest to deserve to win it. I think it's a different game. United won their up and that penalty is given. It's a handball oh, yeah. by Harry Maguire all day long, and that changes yeah. the one-one, and the, and Forest fans start getting up. It opens the game up a little bit. Uh, it's just again the, the standard of officiating. Like we have VAR for a reason. How would uh, if, if it's not a penalty? Well, then none of the other ones are penalties that are given during the weekend. Antonio's one is not a penalty as well. We have no. They're all being officiated from one location in Stockley Park. There seems to be no consistency. So it's it changes the course of the game. How do we fix this? Like, like how do we like? Do we have to rewrite the rules at this stage for for all the handball? Like, surely we should be. Like, if we're if we're changing the way the game is refed, surely the rules have to change along with it. I know we have been making slight little changes here and there, but there should be concrete rules. On I think handball. Like. I, t- I, t- I think the people in the VAR realm, it should be completely anonymous. People, people don't know. Um, who's controlling it because I think there's an awful lot of pressure on the referees yeah. especially for the bigger sides um, so I think for and then take away the referees that are we reffing on the weekends maybe get a private company or get people in to run the VAR office whatever it is and they're feeding to the referees the decisions and the, and the decision is completely taken out of referees hands so look, yeah. this this is what's happening. We're calling the but back. like even the one against United, they, they don't recommend the referee to go have a look at it. If the referee goes, has a look at the monitor and says, I stand by this not being a penalty. Well, then he can come out afterwards and answer as to why in his mind it's not a penalty. But the fact that VAR don't recommend that to him and just say, you didn't yeah. see you didn't see it and I don't think it's a penalty and the game goes on. It's Sorry, if I used to finish, we... The, the Liverpool yeah. game last night, they spent two minutes looking at an offside that was clearly offside, having a back and forth conversation. The, where I think it was Nunes was, was miles offside, and there was no need to have that conversation. And then, yeah, we had the handball that's as blatant as, as Maguire's one at the weekend, that there's not even a fucking a, a two second chat as to should we have a look at it. No, I absolutely agree with you. I, t- I totally do. I'm not arguing against the point you're making. Um, I'm just saying, if they made it uh, the the people in the var room anonymous, and um, there, there wouldn't be as much pressure on them, um, and then as well to take away the referees that are in there that don't have any relationships w- with maybe players or clubs, because there can be an element of bias there. Stop! Oh my God, it's a sitter. It's a fucking sitter. Some say it. Fucking star. Sorry, Paddy. No, no, you're all right. Well, he's not all right. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> like fuck me, man! Like what? Like right, what do we right, do? right! Come on, back to the pod, lads! Come on, come on! Because people sake. don't know what we're <laughs> what we're doing here. Well, he just came in his chops, but angrily. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the 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 element of bias for referees in the VAR room, look, it exists. So if you have people in there that have no connection to clubs, referees, um, and they're not known, they just have a real book. And they stick to that real book, irrespective of anything else. Um, that that might fix the issue. But Just I think, I think they, should, they, they get sorry. I was going to say they get paid enough to own mistakes. They own mistakes. You get taken out of 
a player makes a mistake at the weekend, you get dropped the following week. A referee makes a mistake, they get dropped the following week, or eventually they get fucking kicked out of the league. Or <laughs> the on elbows fucking Robertson in the face, gets dropped next week. <laughs> he missed a week, and now he's back in this weekend. Come on, yeah. so it's a uh, Robertson like, deserves an elbow. He's a baby. He does deserve an elbow in general. <laughs> baby. In general, he does. But like, yeah, it's just consistency is all I want like it's just but across like, the board do you remember what happened was it the, with the West Ham game and I like I always go back to the Chelsea one because fucking Suchek jumps down and fucking saves it with his hand and it's the same thing there's no consistency in these type of decisions that's why that's why everybody's so up in arms about it because look let's be honest right? it takes them ages to do an offside but once they kind of do it everybody just accepts the decision and yeah. like that's fair enough we've got the right decision here but like the handballs are just like a, a, an opinion as as well, it's not really because like, by the rules of the game, your hand has to be in an unnatural position. And his hand was in an unnatural position, the Harry Maguire's was. Yeah, it should be a blatant red card. If it was against United, I would have said, look, Peno all day long. So like, it probably should have been a Peno. But like, they said, the, the, var, the VAR boys are there to make recommendations. They can't make decisions. The referee makes the decision on the pitch. So like, at the end of the day, it goes back to him to say yes or no because I've seen it and I still agree with the fact that it's not. And then the yeah. assessors and... Uh, PGMOL come in and say you are wrong you're dropped next week like, and, and this whole thing of the fucking refs doing this and all and I, I read um, or I heard a fucking I think it could have been Mark Clattenberg or something like that saying that they're basically like there's nothing going on there they're just letting the player they're doing that you know when the players run over and and like give them abuse they do this as if they're listening to what they're saying to them but nothing's actually happening in that in that area they're having a conversation amongst themselves <laughs> Is that when someone walks over to you and you pretend to be on the phone? Yeah, that's exactly what that is. There, there was a a handball given by VAR against Bruno Fernandez, where the ball was kicked at his arm from, I mean, literally two feet away. There's no way he could have moved his hand out of the way. It was in a natural position by his side. It was outside the box. But VAR said, right, no, not that handball. Or it was a VAR, yeah. or maybe it was the ref. But it was, it was can't, never a handball. Can't be VAR. It's not, it's only a penalty can, can VAR get involved. It's a free kick the referee gave yeah. it. But still it's still inconsistencies overall. Um, lads, we're going to move off and we're going we're to move on to the next one, right? Uh, Connor, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Liverpool 161. <laughs> uh, tell us, talk to us about this. We've all seen the clip of, of Jorgen Klopp going, oh my God, wow, at the end of the game where in the 92nd minute, Leeds win the ball, a breaking, and four Liverpool players surround them and fucking molest them and take the ball off them. We all seen that. It was, it was good to see, but... I think Klopp obviously is like fucking overreacting a little bit on that one, like and trying to be trying to highlight that that was the best part of the match. But obviously the six goals is fucking it's not it's not nothing to snub your nose at, is it? No, not at all. I missed the first half playing ball myself, so I came in at, at halftime just to see um Ibrahim Kanata give the ball away to Sinisteira for the, for the ball in the net. And I was like, here we fucking go. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna I was gonna turn it off then just so they could score a few goals when I wasn't watching. Um <laughs> But no, good to see good to see Jota back on the score sheet. Hadn't scored in twenty two or twenty three games, um, so for him to get two was good. Um, pretty much everyone up, up top got a goal. Um, just looked hungry. But again, let's take the context of the same Leeds team considered four goals against Crystal Palace last week. So who he scored the goals against as well, I think needs to be said. But they put Leeds to the sword. It was always going to be a tough game in Allen Road with Leeds and Liverpool. Um, to do that to do job done more than anything, I think, but uh, need to start putting results together because they went out and they beat United by seven and then lost the next game. They beat Bournemouth by nine, lost the next game. Yeah. Um, so they need to start putting results together. So a, a good draw last week. Um, and I was against some the Arsenal, but I would have taken a draw before that game. Oh yeah, win against Leeds now, and they need to kick on and uh, finish the season as strong as possible. Obviously, top four is dead and buried, but. To go in to finish the the season off with say five wins on the bounce would be uh would be nice. You, you take Europa at this stage, as in you're happy to get Europa at this stage, aren't you? Yeah, no, I, I prefer to be I prefer to be in something like that than out of them. Um, it's yeah. always good just to still have your. What about the conference like, league? Would you would you like to be in that? I don't think I'd like. To I be mean, in I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't like to be in it, but no. Like if that's where you can, I'd rather, be you go, and, you... I'd rather have nothing. I don't know. If you get to a conference final, you're playing what Dundalk in the final. In yeah, exactly. It's the showground, the showgrounds in Sligo. Imagine they were the bus tour around Liverpool for with the Champions League. <laughs> but if, but so if you win, if you win Europa, you get into Champions League. If you win the Conference, do you only go into Europa League next season. Is that the way it works? So, yeah. 
seems like the, the most logical way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know if that's the way it is or not. Uh, anything else to add on it, uh, Connor? Um, no, not really. It's still a fucking sloppy goal to give away. Leeds had Leeds didn't have a kick for the majority of the game that I saw, and then we give away a fucking piss poor goal. But um, other than that, it's a good win, it's three points, and as I said, hopefully they can replicate it again the rest of the season. Connor, how do you feel about? Um, I heard the news last week that Bellingham now is not an option because he'll be too expensive and he'll be going for two or three other midfielders, which essentially means mid-tier midfielders who will be a bit shorter than uh, what Bellingham would have been. Like, is that really what you want to hear your, your sure. team who was supposed to be challenging for the Premier League and the Champions League going for? Well, it's not, but again, let's, it, the owners are going to stay where they are. Let's, let's be realistic. I kind of liked when Klopp came out and said, one player isn't going to change his team, and I agree. If you, if you said we, we can add one more player into the squad, nothing's going to change, really, let's be honest. So I do think they... Well, unless it's not... Yeah. He can't play, <laughs> mid, he can't play midfield. Have yeah. mirror, I mean, he's having a mare over there. He's, his boxing Digging the head off there, people. Out, <laughs> um, they said he got his but, big, uh, they got uh, his brother or something. <laughs> <laughs> We think we got his twin brother. <laughs> we didn't get Mane. I thought you were referring to the Sane Mane thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 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 Connor, you you would rather? Well, Paddy, we did touch on it about this squad depth when Connor wasn't on the pod. Um, about that Liverpool squad depth has deteriorated, and we could see it deteriorating over the last kind of three or four seasons. So, it makes sense for a Liverpool fan to say. I'd rather three, like you're going to call them shitter players, but probably still do a job, like, you know what I mean, in midfield or wherever they need to strengthen. Yeah, probably makes more sense. Going to be, but you're still going to be sub, like, even when Liverpool weren't winning much, you know, but they still had Steven Gerrard, say. You know what I mean? When, through the best period they've ever had, they had Henderson in midfield, you know what I mean, as their as their captain. A um, couple of players around them, Firmino was really good as well, Like, but, like, what you would think as top quality players. Um, if you're buying now two or three mid-tier players, who have they got at the club to nearly back them up? You know what I mean? Because you do need somebody who's really going to grab games by the scruff of the neck and win it for you, especially in midfield. But if they get two or three players, there's a two or three players that, you know, they might be a bit younger. They have to, you know, build them up. You know, it's going to take a couple of seasons. Are Liverpool fans willing to wait until... You know the team matures again to look at the next cycle of one league and one uh, Champions League in thirty years or something. I mean, you're you're still saying you're still talking about like a sixty million pound player. Like you know, they're basing their midfield pretty much off of Ericsson at the moment, who was a free transfer. So it it can vary across the board. I still think you can get league winning players for sixty million, and if you buy three of them as opposed to spending one hundred and sixty or one hundred and seventy million on, on one player. It makes more of an impact across the squad. But like I saw last week, the journalist asked Klopp, "Does he want Jude Bellingham?" And he said, "Well, yes, obviously." Uh, I think he said, "Like if you ask a child if they want the Ferrari, they say yes, but they can't get one, they can't drive it. What's the point?" <laughs> so, like, of course, he wants them in. But again, if it's going to be a realistic thing of he knows he's got a budget he has to work within. The fans where they don't like it, but it's tough shit, have a budget to work within. I'd rather have. Three fifty or sixty million pound players come in, then Jude Bellingham surrounded by what's there at the moment, probably less because those fringe players are <laughs> going to leave during the, during the summer. We kind of know that already. Bobby Firmino is going to leave, um, Oxide Chamberlain is going to leave, Navi Kate is going to leave. So fringe players are going to be out of the club. We still have to replace them as well as players who can go into a starting eleven. Saying, you know, like you're, you're saying, fifty six million. I don't think you're going to be getting three midfield players for fifty or sixty million because you need to co- cover in other no. positions as well. So, like, so you're, looking you're, at, more, you're looking at you're looking at it's selling a lot of those players as well. Like not going for well, Bobby Firmino's gone on a free, but you're looking at selling Navi Keita who's still in contract. Um, and there's been stupid prices talked for him of like fifteen to twenty million in Germany, which is I'd fucking pack his bags for them to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you're still going to make up some. Well, yeah, you're you're right. But again, let's be. If that's what he has to work with, that's what he has to work with. I'd rather him come out and say that in advance of it, so people know, as opposed to say we're going to go in for Jude Bellingham, and then you get to August, you don't buy him. Like, but I no, I and I get that. Look, and, and I know you have to look on the bright side, but isn't it? It, it is disheartening. So, if I'm Liverpool, and look, look, he's worth a 
fucking so close to winning the quadruple last season. The quadruple. And now it looks like you're going to go through a bit of a period of mediocrity again. You know, which, which is not what you want because you're so close to elitism. Um, and now you're talking about we can't sign the best players. We haven't got enough money. So we're going to have to they could never They could never sign the best players. They never had enough money. That was always the way. Oh, I don't know. Think about who. Think about who they bought. Yeah, they they spent big on on a goalkeeper and a centre half, probably the two biggest at the time. But they spent big because they had shipped out a fella for 120 million in that same season in Philippe Coutinho. So, like, they they don't. There's a lot spend of players in excess of 40, 50 million in the Liverpool squad. You'll be surprised at how few there is. There know. is. There we is. Don't know. There's not that many. Obviously, There's you have more than you're letting on. Everyone's just talking about Van Dijk and Allison, and that's it. But like. Like you've got a lot of players there that cost Ooh, more. There's Darwin, Darwin Nunes, yeah. Robertson and, and Trent potentially around, maybe like probably Robertson more than fucking Trent, in my opinion, because he's a better defender. But no, like, not what we bought. Who we, like it's players they've bought. I think they've bought more players. Oh, sorry. For, I'd like to know. I'd like to know who had even What was Gakpo? 60 million a second ago. Gakpo. So your, your recent signings, you look at your three recent signings, uh, Gakpo, Diaz, and Nunes. That's that's your 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 three. Diaz was Diaz was thirty. Nunes obviously was the seventy five plus the twenty million. If you got top four, which you're not going to yeah, make, yeah. which is a nice thing. We're going to say twenty million on there with Nunes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have Van Dijk, who was a, a big fee. Canade what was Gakpo? Was 20, 38, I think. Yeah. Okay. So there is like I mean you you're well able to get a player for that for them prices like it doesn't have to be an 80 90 million player like you can get two or three 30 40 million players and hang on Paddy's googling at the moment I can see the eyes no I'm not, <laughs> see not, eyes. <laughs> no, I'm not googling that <laughs> um but yeah no like I understand why Paddy's asking that you like you you do have to have your little show pony that's fucking gonna gonna run a team and. I'd mean, love the owners, love yeah. the owners to fuck off. Some big boys come in with loads of unlimited cash, and they can just spend what they want. But there's no point in me sitting here wishing for that and then complaining who they buy. I know the situation at the moment. The fuckers aren't selling; they're being pushed and squeezed where they can. But they're not selling because they're investing in the community and the stadium and everything like that as well, which people seem happy with. So that's just the way it is, and it has been that way. Right, lads, we're moving off. We're, we're moving off this. We need to we need to get 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 the pod moving here. So um, we're gonna take off this. Will we skip fancy football this week? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Or we have a look at it. <laughs> skip it. Yeah. Okay. Nah. Fuck uh, it. Yeah. Right. Fuck it. Um, right, lads. We're gonna move on to the predictions. Right, lads, um, we are looking at the first one, which is Arsenal versus Southampton. Uh, there's not that many here. Lads, we'll probably wrap this up in the next kind of five, ten minutes, will we? And then fucking I can fuck off and cry myself to sleep about Sounds Chelsea. Um, Arsenal versus Newcastle, or versus Southampton. Uh, sorry, I had a stroke there. Uh, Connor, what do you think of this one? Um, it's going to be really be one winner here, let's be honest, the way Southampton are playing at the moment. Um, I'm going to back Arsenal. Um, and I'm going to get a clean sheet before they go into the City game. So 3-0 Arsenal, and we'll say Martinelli. Okay. Paddy, what do you reckon? Um, I'm going to go for 1-0 Arsenal. And uh, Jesus. Lads, 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 lads. I think Southampton will want to make a miraculous fucking recovery from relegation the depths of despair they're too far behind as it is and they can't afford to drop any more points and I think they're really going to want to try get some sort of result against Arsenal and I don't know whether Arsenal are going to be the most confident at the moment Um, I think they'll feel a little bit maybe deflated that they've fucked away their best chance of winning a league I think that's how they might feel Um, I don't think Arteta will want that and he won't, he won't allow that but I think that's just the way they're going to be and I can see it being a two-all draw. And I'm going to say Saka. Not another one. Another one. <laughs> another one. Uh, but I think they're going to go 2-1 down and then they're going to score a late fucking equaliser. They're going to get everyone back. They're going to be like, oh, come on, we can win it, we can win it. And then they won't win it. Uh, so 2-1. 
sorry, two all, and it's going to be two one to Southampton, and then Arsenal going to score like eighty eight minute, and then they won't be able to score again. And Saka is going to score. Uh, on to the next one, lads. Liverpool and Forest. Uh, Connor, I'll come to you first. What do you think? Um, Forest pretty expansive, probably looking for a win the same way they came flying out of the blocks against um, United the weekend. Liverpool can control the tempo early on. I think it's a it's a comfortable win at home. Um, and home is kind of where they've been they've been playing their best up so far this season. Um, I'm going to say three one Liverpool. I think they will concede early. Um, and I'm going to back. Um, we'll go Jota. The back of his two okay. goals. Okay. Okay. Uh, Paddy, what do you think? Uh, yeah, comfortable enough win for Liverpool, I think. Um, the, especially the way Forest play. I think they'll be wide open for Liverpool's attacking players. Um, I'm going to go for a 3-0 Liverpool win and solid score. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking same result as Paddy. I'm going to go 3-0. And I'm going to say Gakpo to score two. Um, yeah, now on to the next one. Paddy Brighton versus Manchester United in the Cup, I believe. If you'd like yes, to yes. In the Cup final. Um, cup final. Going to be a tough game. It's, it's, it's a, bit, a bit rests upon uh, who United have available to them. Um, I, I do think we can get the win though against Brighton. Um, so I'm going to go for United two one and Rashford to score because I think he may be back. Okay, uh, Connor, what do you think? Yeah, United missing players, but Brighton missing Evan Ferguson out of the squad for first. So I think that's a huge loss, especially when you're kind of looking for a target man to go a little bit more direct with against United pressure. Um, I don't think Brighton are going to be able to deal with the, the counter from United. So I'm going to say United 2-0 and Martial. Is Martial available? Yeah? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. I had something yeah. in my head that he went off injured the weekend, but no, Martial... I'm going to say one all, lads, and uh, there's two legs in this, isn't there? No. So, Wembley. <laughs> it's a thing. Fuck's sake. What's wrong with me? Um, you're taking the piss there. That's why I was laughing. I can <laughs> never remember which fucking, which cups have the two legs and which fucking don't. Uh, all right. So, there's one leg. I'm going to say one all. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say United win it on penos. That's, that's where I'm going to go. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Harry Maguire to score a header. Heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, which goal? Yeah, either goal. I'm leaving that open. You you can decide that one. <laughs> um, just to score a header. I wonder did the bookies pay out on Maguire scoring a header? If that one went in, I think so. <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 writing says to score a header. I don't know. Yeah, um, goal scorers as well. I don't think they pay out for own goals. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Man City and Sheffield United last lads. I think this is going to be a spanking. City are going to play their B team and still going to beat them with four nil. Uh, I'm going to say four nil. Is Foden injured? I don't know. Mar- Holland's could play in his own in this game. They still win 3-0. <laughs> I'll, I'll say Bernardo Silva. I'm going to say uh, City to win 4-0 and Bernardo Silva to score. Uh, Paddy? 3-0, Holland score. Okay, on his own. <laughs> 2-0, Alvarez. Alvarez is a good one because he's probably playing. Right, lads, we're going to end the podcast there because... Um, I want to go and watch the Real Madrid match. Sorry, the Chelsea match. Um, <laughs> you saw the Real Madrid match? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to watch the Chelsea match. Um, it's nil all. The second half has just kicked off. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll probably do a reaction video, lads. Hopefully, it's a, it's a good, happy one. Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe I might jump onto Instagram after for the crack and see if anybody's uh, willing to listen to me talk. Shy. We'll see what happens. Um, but Connor, nice to joining us this week. It's nice to have you back. Yep. Good to be back. And Big Paddy, it was good to kind of listen to you talk show you about United. That did not sound sincere whatsoever. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't at all. <laughs> nice Paddy. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Colly. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, make sure you hit subscribe, follow, like, comment, all that show. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, hit follow. Hit subscribe. I don't know if you're able to do that, but you might be. Um, rate us five stars and share it with your mates and tell us we're deadly. Uh, get on to us. Four, four stars so we know you listen. Four star pizza. Uh, get on to our Instagram and our TikTok pages as well because there's some uh, some funny videos we put up there which uh, people seem to like to take piss on me. So. Uh, right, lads. We will be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. So we will talk to everybody then. Bye. Bye.